0: Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I have some, uh, a couple of things I need to say. There is a letter that is being circulated uh, outside of the church. It, it may be in the church, but it uh, is declaring to people, it's being sent to people's homes, uh, that it costs $500 to become a member of Only Believe Ministries. <laughs> now, I just want to tell you those figures are wrong. They left out a zero. And anybody that is dumb enough and crazy enough to believe that, St. Rita's has a fourth floor room for you. Do you understand me? You can't believe a one-sided story. You'll be a fool. And so I don't know how it got started, but, you know, you know that's just stupidity. Okay. The other thing is, last week, I made a statement that you could be forgiven for murder, but not for divorce, and I didn't finish my thought, and so I got a comment on I didn't finish my thought. I'm presuming you all know that that's not what I meant, right? Okay, enough said. Okay, all right, you know, hallelujah. All right, now let's turn our Bibles to Revelation, the 12th chapter. I've got up here, I've got so many things on mind. Please, God, please fill us. Reject the devil. Make everybody happy. But preach the truth. Amen. Now, you think that's not hard? Hallelujah. All right. But Revelations 2, 18, down through verse 29. And to the angel of the church at... Thank you. Write these things, saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works, thy charity, thy service, thy faith, and thy patience, and thy works. And the last part, the works, are more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to subdue my servants, and to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Now I gave her space to repent for her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast into a bed and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. But unto you that say, and unto the rest of the church... As many as have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will put up on them no other burden, but that which they have already held fast or hold fast until I come. And he that overcometh and keepeth my words unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations." And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broke to shivers, even I received of my father. I will give him the morning star, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit it saith unto the church. This church looks like it's got everything put together. If you came into it on Sunday morning, you'd say, wow, man, look at what they're doing. Outreach is everywhere. Things are happening. Boy, they've got their stuff together. Surely God loves this place. And please understand that Jesus does love this church because he is rebuking it. He is chastening it. This is not an indictment of hatred. This is an indictment Motivated by God's love, His grace, and His mercy for His church. Whom God loves, He chastens. Could have get an amen? So we understand that when God chastens us, even though we may be steeped in what we would call like horrendous sins, the reason that God rebukes us is because He wants us to repent of our transgressions and build up secure or to strengthen our sonship with him. Now, there are six things that uh, God commends in this church. He commends their works. Now, some would say, well, works are not important. Works are always a declaration of faith. Works also unveil your birthright. The Bible says in Matthew that if you do good works before men, they will see that you are of your Father, which is in heaven. Works are important, not that they save us, but after you're saved, you should be about the Father's business and you should be doing works. Lazy people soon get bored, fall off of the vine and end up being nothing but cordwood for the devil. Listen, if you are not active in the church, if you're not active in the kingdom, you are just headed for a useless end. Now, remember that Jesus rebukes the man that had a talent and didn't use it. Well, I don't have gold. Well, maybe you don't have gold, but maybe you can have kindness. Maybe you can cook a dozen cookies. Maybe you can fix kid, a chicken soup for the person down the road or whatever it might be. You can do something instead of sit around and criticize. Good again, amen. So we have to be about the Father's business. And then he commended them that they had charity. They loved people, and then they had faith, patience, and increased works. Think of that, that Jesus says they're more busy now when they first got saved. Is that how you are? Or has your fuse burnt out and you just have never relit it? Well, it says here then that Jesus has five things against them. It says that they suffer or permit Jezebel to teach, It says that they allowed her to call herself a prophet. They allowed her to teach and seduce Jesus' children or his people. They allowed, her, they allowed her to commit fornication and eat things offered to idols. When Jesus comes to this church, he declares a revelation of himself. I am He that have eyes as a fire. What is Jesus unveiling to the church? He's unveiling to the church that there's nothing hid from His eyes. No matter if you do it in a corner, no matter if you do it in, in a house, or you do it at night, you behind, you do it under deception. No matter what it is, Jesus sees it. Could again, Amen. Can I have Luke 12, 1 through 5 on the screens? Also, the Bible says in Hebrews four thirteen. listen to what he says. He says, there is nothing hid from the eyes of him in whom we have to do or that we are in relationship with. God is not blind to what we do or what we don't do. And then it says this, and in the meantime... When they were gathered together, an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, he began to say to his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. And there is nothing covered, nothing. Somebody say nothing. Nothing. Boy, nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken, what's this, spoken in darkness, in other words, behind closed doors, hidden. Listen, Jesus is even hearing your words. I've had people say this, well, pastor, just between us. I say, no, no, it can't be between us. Why? Why? Because God hears and the devil hears. And anybody that's not wise enough to understand that You're just going to be caught, and those are things that are going to be held to your account. And then it says this, darkness shall be heard in the light. In other words, in God's presence. And that which he has spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetop. It really declares in judgment. Next verse, and I say unto you, my friends... Be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after that I have no more that they can do. But I forewarn you of whom you shall fear. Fear him, God, which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. In other words, Jesus is warning people, the things that you do in secret, do not think that they're not held to your account. Do not think that God becomes deaf and blind because you enter into your house or even into the dark places of your closet. God is telling us that Jesus is the judge of the quick and the dead. And there's nothing hid from his eyes. So what we have to do as Christians is this. We have to be willing to let Jesus come into the secret places of our life. We simply have to. One time I did this. I wouldn't advise you to do this unless you're really stable and confident in yourself. I said, God, show me what I really look like. Well, it was just a whole bunch of daubs of black and in my being. I said, well, what's that all about? He said, that's the stuff that we haven't confronted yet. And I'm thinking, well, I'm as dark as I was as a sinner. He said, just about, just about. See, sometimes we gauge ourselves by other people. No, we are not to compare ourselves one with another because their lifestyle is not the lifestyle that God has requested of every believer. Remember, we have learned in Christ that we are to live in godliness. Just because you're doing more than one lukewarm person doesn't mean that you're on fire. It means you are just a step above the other lukewarm person. Could I get an amen? See, we are answerable to God and we are being judged by the word of God. And so we have to make sure that we measure up to God's yardstick, not our yardstick. Hallelujah. And then it goes on and tells us that Jesus has feet like fine brass. And this really is simply a declaration that Jesus is the one that crushes sin under his feet. In other words, Jesus comes to us in the church with charity and with love. And he chastens us and tells us to repent. But if we don't repent understand that he is the executor of judgment. And just like his feet of fine brass has crushed the head of the serpent, he will crush all those that follow in his ways. Oh, Jiminy, hallelujah. But Jesus loves me. Absolutely, he loves you and he died for you and gave you salvation. But if you do not accept it, the alternatives are simply to experience the foot of fine brass. Now then it says this, that Jezebel, you've got Jezebel in your church. Oh, Jezebel's a woman. Well, she is here, but really it has to do with just the doctrine that she preaches. And there are lots of, probably a lot of male Jezebels. Maybe they're uh, Jezebelites or whatever. But this woman, I don't know that her name was Jezebel, but what Jesus is talking about is that she reflects the same Jezebel attitude, spirit, and doctrine that the Jezebel that was in 1 Kings, the 16th chapter, the wife of Ahab. You remember Ahab? He married Jezebel. And what he did was when Jezebel come, she was a worshiper of Baal. And so what she did when she come, she brought her worship into Israel. Now, this is a great thing that you and I as Christians need to realize. There are people in the kingdom of God that marries sinners. Now, the Bible forbids it, but Christians still do it. I don't know why, but it's just this spirit of rebellion. And so Ahab, being forbidden by the law to marry outside of his faith, marries Jezebel. Now, he probably maybe thinks like you do, which I don't think he does. I'm just using this. He probably thinks like you do. Oh, I'll get him saved. But the joke is on you. Because God says that if your sons and your daughters marry their sons and daughters, they will forsake the Lord. Now, look, this is prophetic. Oh, but I believe God. You can believe God, but if God tells you what's going to happen, you can't reverse the law. And then you get married and then you want to know why your life is miserable. Oh, he drinks, he stays out late. He's unfaithful. Uh, You know, he spends our money. You know, he even pushes me around and he does all this and he just won't come to church. That's what you married. I can't counsel you out of it. Oh, but I don't want that. You got it. God, please bless my rebellion. I wonder how far that will go. Listen to me. And some, and I'm just going to say this to you. Some of you parents help it on. She's 18. If she's under your house, under your authority, you're paying for her college, Guess what? Your foot ought to be on everything she does or he does. Well, I can't stop. Oh, yes, you can. You say, let me tell you something. You're a Christian. Remember who you are. Because we don't say anything. That's why wickedness abounds in our households and in our children. Just tell them, stop it. You're a Christian. Well, there aren't any Christian men. Yes, they are, praise God. And if you live right, God will bring you a good one. If you don't live right, you're going to get the bottom of the scrapings of the barrel. So if I was you, I would live right so you can get a good one. Wouldn't you like to have a husband like me? Yeah, that'll make you a widow or, I mean, a, a eunuch for the kingdom's sake. Now listen, but the Bible tells us that, that Jezebel comes in and she marries Ahab. Then Ahab, even though he's already a sinful man, his sins get worse. They get worse. They don't get better. They get worse. In fact, this type of worship brings onto the stage a man named Elijah. You know who Elijah is? He's the Tishbite. You know where he comes from? Nowhere. There is no record of, of Elijah's mom or dad. He, he might have been hatched from an eagle egg. I don't know. But I know this he has no beginning and no end. He has none. And so he comes and he's just a Tishbite. He comes from Tishland. I don't know if Tishland is real, but he's a Tishibite. And so he comes, and you know what he does? Really, he, he's not even called a prophet by God. He is just an enraged Israelite that hates what is going on in the land of Israel by that Jezebel that married Ahab, and brought sin into Israel. So if you go to 1 Kings, the 17th chapter in verse 1, let's read what Elijah done. 1 Kings, the 17th chapter. This is right before he gets by the brook of Chedrith. So it's 1 Kings 17, verse 1. Elijah the Tishbite and Elijah the Tishbite who was the inhabitant of Gilead said unto Ahab as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand there shall not do nor rain these nor rain these years but according to my word Ahab in her fornication rises up the curse of God you say well God doesn't curse people today yes he does yes absolutely all disobedience is followed by a curse all sin the wages of it is death so people think oh the curse is the Old Testament and it's also the New Testament yeah and then Elijah says this it's not going to rain until I say it's going to rain Now, he pronounces judgment upon Jezebel. This is a miracle. You know there are miracles that set people free. There are miracles that unveil God. There are miracles that bring blessing. But do you know that there are many miracles in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament that are miracles of judgment. Miracles of judgment. You remember in the Acts where they brought this man and this woman, Ananias, and Sapphira said, oh, we sold for so much, and they brought it, and they dropped dead. Well, that was a miracle. That was a miracle. They didn't die from getting hit by a chariot. They died because Peter pronounced, you've lied to the Holy Ghost. Aren't you glad God hasn't done that to us, that he lied to him and said, I'll do the Holy Ghost, and then never showed up? Yes, absolutely. But that should tell you that the Holy Ghost isn't happy with people that say they'll do things and don't do it. Now, this curse is up on them, and it lasts for three and a half years. And then Elijah pronounces that it's going to rain. So here we see that one of the first miracles that Elijah did was that he brought a curse upon the land. It's a judgment miracle, or miracle of judgment. Now this woman is in the church, the wife of Ahab. This woman is repeating just what Jezebel did. Now here's the great surprise. Nobody's doing anything. There are no Elijah's rising up. None. She is seducing the entire church of this city. And nobody's saying anything. Do you think that's right? Do you think that's right? Good, half of us don't, hallelujah. And then she calls herself a prophetess. What in the world could somebody call a prophetess? Well, the reason that she can call herself a prophetess is that most people in the kingdom of God accept people's call without proof. And so if we accept people's call without proof, then we're going to believe everybody. We live in a society today that people say, I'm an apostle. What are you an apostle of? Well, I don't know. God just told me I'm an apostle. No, you ought to have the signs of an apostle to be an apostle. Amen? If you're a prophet, then you have to be a prophet. You can't just speak to the wind and things not happen. Amen? If you're going to be a pastor, you have to be a pastor. You're going to be an evangelist, do the work of an evangelist. You're going to be a teacher, then you have to teach. But what the church has done is this, we have allowed people to print their own identity on a business card and then us bow down to it. I remember there were a couple of men who came, came to the church a couple of years ago. Ed told him, said, uh, you probably don't want to say that to the pastor. They said, well, we've come and we believe we're supposed to be his apostles. Ed said, if I was you, I wouldn't get in a closed room and say that. what were they going to bless what what were they going to do oh require money of course they were going to tell me everything i had been doing wrong they sat right over there for two weeks after two weeks i think that after they heard me preach they said we ought to move on absolutely and keep on moving hilda because i'm just not dumb enough to believe such shenanigans now Here's what Paul begins to say. We have people that declare that they have offices and they offer no evidence or they have no record of ever doing anything except what they want to say they should do. An apostle is somebody that is sent. And he doesn't just go. He is accompanied by signs and wonders and he preaches and demonstrates signs and wonders, and the people's faith is in God and not in man. It's not somebody that starts a movement, it's somebody that operates in the supernatural that brings revival out of the dry land. That's what it does. But it doesn't just say, Well, I'm an apostle. An apostle of what? To what nation? To where? What city? No, see, so we accept them. People hand me cards all the time. Here, I'm prophet so-and-so. I say, yeah, good. Don't you have business cards? No, don't carry one. Don't need one. Don't need one. Because, see, I can be a pastor to you, but I'm not a pastor to the Nazarene down the street. I'm a Holy Ghost idiot. But I'm not his pastor. If I'm a prophet, prophets are geographical. Apostles are geographical. Evangelists are those that have impacted a church or a city. A teacher is someone that's established in an assembly or in the body of Christ that is recognized for what he does. He has fruits. Could I get an amen? Now, when we have identity and calls that are not approved by the gifts of the Spirit or any other thing, then what we end up is with men declaring themselves whatever they want. And it's time for the church just to wake up. Amen? If it, now, now I know we live in a very twisted world. If I was going to marry another woman, I'd make sure I knew somebody that knew her when she was in the crib to make sure that she wasn't a man that had had an operation and I was getting something I wasn't expecting I was getting. I want to meet your mama, I want to meet your friends, I want to meet all your doctors, and I want to have scans, and I want to have Dr. Obalu check you, and I want to make sure that you haven't lost anything that God gave you. Yeah, we live in a crazy world. Amen. Well, sometimes we swallow such stuff from people. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 12, 11 through 12. 2 Corinthians 12, 11 through 12. This is how Paul verifies his identity. I am become a fool in glory. Now you have compelled me. For I ought to have been commended of you. For in nothing I am behind the very chiefest apostles, though I be nothing. Next verse. truly, truly, my business cards were the best. What's it say? Every apostle should have signs following them that are accredited to the apostles before him. Come, Look, let's just be honest. Please just read the scriptures. Quit trying to make excuses for people that you have believed. Look at the scripture, truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. Wow. You mean that's what an apostle is? Yes. I went into an office one time and I said, is pastor so-and-so here? She said, you mean apostle? I said, listen, lady, before he become apostle, I knew him as pastor, and before that, I just knew him as an egghead, go get him. What in the world, we believe anything and we judge nothing? Come on somebody, hallelujah. In Acts 2, 22, let's go to Acts 2, 22. What's this? These are very informational scriptures and we just need to do it. Ye men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man that said he was from God. No, he says, a man approved of God among you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did by him in the midst of you as ye yourselves also know. Why do we believe that Jesus is the Christ and Lord? Because he's raised from the dead. It's no big deal to die. It's appointed to all men to die. But the resurrection is a sign that nobody can deny. Amen? That's why no Muhammad, the prophet, he's dead. You can go visit his grave. He can't be too hot. God didn't raise him. Now listen, we need to judge things the way the scripture tells us to judge him. Could I get an amen? Remember when uh, they came to Peter and said, hey, our, our widows are neglected. And he said, look, pick you out seven men, honest and filled, honest and uh, filled with the Holy Ghost. And guess what? They went out and found seven men. They were men that had the credentials to be a deacon, to be a deacon. In other words, we're going to put them over wiping tables down for these ladies. you got to be anointed, filled with the Holy Ghost, do miracles, signs and wonders, and be filled with faith. That's all we ask. Wow. Most deacons would be jobless in their churches, wouldn't they? Yes, absolutely they would be. And so we have to understand that there are qualifications. Somebody say qualifications. There has to be qualifications if there is a proclamation of a gift. And we as church people should expect that. Amen? Thank you. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18, 16 says a man's gift will make room for him. In other words, he doesn't have to push his way in and make room for himself. People all the time say, oh, I, I want to preach in your pulpit. I said, no, nah, go down on every corner. You have four pulpits waiting for you. Go down and preach. Oh, I don't want to do that. Well, then that tells me that your call is not driving enough in your life. Where did I used to preach, Phyllis? Street corners, winos, any place. I'd have sinners to dinners. I, in fact, I just made meals for people to come and hear me. Well, were the meals any good? No, many of them died during it. No, 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 fellas didn't cook it. Hallelujah. David, David Hewitt's mother got saved in a sinner to dinner. And then she later died and went on to heaven. Listen, folks, if you want to preach, go preach. Don't wait for somebody to die, because I'm going to outlive everybody. I'm going to be 92, kiss fellas, and nothing happens. I'm going home to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at something else. It says that what she did was seduce the congregation. Seduce the congregation. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3, 2 through 5. Now, the reason that I'm looking at this like this is because we're going to go Right where Jesus went. Jesus called the church into accountability because of their neglect of false doctrines in the church. And it says this, Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemies, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and unholy. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, trady, high, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, that's what Jezebel was, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Now what does that mean? We would say as Pentecostal people... Well, you know, that's, they're denying the Holy Ghost, which is not true at all. Not, not at all. Doesn't mean that at all. They have a form of godliness. They assemble, they worship, but they are not governed by the law of God. They refuse the power of the king of kings to rule them. That's what Jezebel did. Jezebel refused to be led, governed, or submitted to the laws of the word. And so she was there seducing people. Now the other thing is this, nobody said anything. Like they're afraid. Now let's go to 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3. Now we have to watch for Jezebels because they, male or female, are still coming to the house of God Every chance that they get. You can find that in Jude 3 through 4. There you go. But there were false prophets also among the people in the old covenant and even in the new covenant. Now we understand. And it says this then there, as even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Next verse. And many shall, many, oh a couple, no, no, how how many? How many? How many? Many Many will follow their pernicious ways. By reason of whom the way of truth shall be what? Evil spoken of. Listen, this is what happens to churches. The church has got a bad rap because they've never corrected crazy people. They let shenanigans go on. Now, it hasn't happened in this church, but I remember people praying that they would get married and then start showing up at church in a wedding dress. Or people would pray that they would get pregnant and they'd start wearing maternity clothes. Well, why didn't the pastor say anything? Because he has no courage. That's one. The other is I'm going to tell you in just a moment. Now, next verse. And through covetousness shall they with foreign words make merchandise of you whose judgment now for a long time lingereth not and their damnation slumbereth not. One more verse. And if God spared not the angels that sinned but cast them down into hell and delivered them into chains to darkness who be reserved unto judgment and spared not the old world but saved Noah and the eight persons of Preacher of righteousness bringing the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Boy, man, this thing just keeps on going. And turned the cities of Sabah, Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned that which overthrow, making an example of those that are after should live ungodly, and delivered just Lot, whew, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. Oh, gee, hallelujah, you get the point. Praise God. Now, what is the point? The point is, if God recompense to evil, evil, then you understand that it's going to be recompense to you. Amen? Now, as we start looking at these false teachings, sometimes they are just very minute, very, very small. And most people think, well, what's the problem? Therein lies the problem. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians 11, 17 through 22. Somebody say, man, you like use the whole Bible. Yeah, that's why God gave it to us. There you go. And the woman, which, no, no, no. 1 Corinthians eleven seventeen. We're talking about Jezebel, but I don't want this right here. 1 Corinthians, there you go, 17, 17. Trying to trip me up back there. There you go. Now, in this that I declare unto you, I do not praise you. Not that you come together, not for the better, but for the worse. Next verse. For first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. And there must also be heresies among you. Anybody know what heresy is? An error. Wrong teaching, false doctrine. And Paul says there must be heresies among you because there is division. There is division. And then it says this among you. That they which are approved, approved, wow, may be manifest among you. When you come together, therefore, unto one place, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating every one taketh before other his own supper. One is hungry, and another is drunken. Now this is in the church, drunken, in the church. Next verse. What? Ye have not houses to eat and to drink in or despise ye the church of God. Now this doctrine that Paul is rebuking shows disgust for the church of God by allowing ungodliness to come in. Notice what it says. You despise the assembly that God purchased with his blood. Now I'm going to show this to you and you're going to think, well, there's no big deal. All right, let's look. And it says, and shame them that have not. What shall I say unto you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise ye not. For I received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus in the same night which he was betrayed, he took bread and it, and said, Do this as you, as many, do it in remembrance of me. Now, what was the doctrine that they added? A fellowship dinner. Don't that sound like, ooh, hallelujah, friendship, fellowship, we're coming together. No, it was a heresy. Notice what Paul said, you come together and bring meals. Never ever taint the Lord's Supper with what you think is right. It seems so little, doesn't it? Well, what's the big deal? It's heresy. But what's the big deal? You'll be damned. But what's the big deal? You show disdain and disgust for God's house because you are in rebellion. Well, what's the big deal? Heresies and heretics are going to end up in the lake of fire. Now, I know you say, oh, that's no big deal. Really? Tell me. Tell me that those five scriptures are no big deal. Absolutely not. So people come so many times, pastor, we want to do this. Nah, no, we aren't doing that. We do this. Oh, if this ain't going to hurt anything. Then pretty soon they're mad. They're disappointed because you've quenched the spirit. No, we quenched heresy. But see, everybody thinks that they get to no know doctrine. And then when they get rebuked, oh, you've hurt my, you've offended me. Oh, there's that second part I was going to bring up. The reason that the church can get polluted with defiled doctrine and heresy like this right here is because the congregation is easily offended. If I told somebody, well, no, no, we're not allowing you to have a fellowship dinner and take communion. Well, we're going to do it. At our house, we're going to do it. Go ahead, you heretic. Just go ahead. Amen. Now, see, if I rebuke you, you're going to get mad. But the Bible forbid it. Help me preach, brother. But Do you have a seat in your car that I can get in the back of the car when this is over? Okay, you got a truck. Okay. Now, think of it. Now, see, you think it. Oh, no, this is the way. No, it's not the way. It's heresy. Look at the scripture. I, I didn't write that. It's not 1st Peter, Peter Dosik, 101. Is that the scripture? hmm. Oh, but we just love the fellowship. You're not supposed to love fellowship over the gospel. Stop it. Seems so little, doesn't it? Look at the indictment. Against that little thing. You're a heretic. You're going to be damned. And you openly despise the church of God. Seems so little, doesn't it, Steve? Hey, we just have meat and crackers, man. Come on. Drink a few buds. Who could it hurt? Well, one disobedience leads to another disobedience, leads to another, and heresy produces its own kind. Then you end up with people. Now, why, why did they allow such things to happen in the church? The pressure of those that thought it was right over the government of God. See, we are trying to build a socialistic, acceptable church. No, we are not. We are not trying to bring society into our church. We are not doing charitable works and doing all that kind of stuff to be accepted by the world. We are doing it to win the world. And any time that we twist that and allow the world to affect us instead of us affecting the world, we're heretics. Don't you, don't you just love Tendon Church here? I'll tell you, that it just gets right in you, don't it? Yeah. But what the church is trying to do, the church is trying to make itself Well, whatever you think is right, everybody has an opinion. Everybody, no, everybody has an opinion, but they're all wrong, but God. You understand? But God, God is right. And then people get offended because you tell them the truth. Why do they do that? Because Jesus said in John 3, 19, they hate to be brought to the light to find out that their deeds are not really approved of God. And then people get mad at me because I point him to a scripture. Email God. Tell him I'm leaving heaven, I ain't coming back. <laughs> Bless you, you little Marcel mellow brain. What what? Why do you get mad when somebody corrects you and, and points to the truth? The truth shall set you free. And stupidity will make you dumb. Now why? Are Christians so offendable at correction because they despise or deny God's right to rule them? Yep. Absolutely. It's terrible for us to be offended. Now, let's let's go to Acts 25, 6. Acts 25, 6 through 8. Well, I thought I was going to get through with this church. This church is really messed up. Acts 25, what's this? And when he had tarried, talking about Paul, there more than 10 days, he went down unto Caesar. Now, the next day, sitting on the judgment seat, commanded Paul to be brought. And when he was come, the Jews which came down from Jerusalem stood around about and laid many grievous complaints against Paul, which they could not prove. Next verse. While he answered for himself, he says this, neither against the law of the Jews, neither against the temple, nor against Caesar, have I offended anything At all. In other words, these people were offended, but Paul never offended them. Why were they offended? They wanted their own way. They wanted what they thought was right. Caesar even thought, he's offended me. What did he do to offend you? Well, he was found guiltless, he never did anything. In the church, that same Jewish, Pharisaic, Caesar-minded mindset is lodged in most Christians, and we need to get rid of it. Church correction. First, I mean Matthew eighteen fifteen on down through eighteen. Uh, if any man walks disorderly, mark that man, have no fellowship with him. Oh, but brother, I- I'm trying to, to win him back. What did the Bible just tell you? Oh, but, but I w- what did the Bible just tell you? What, 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 what did the Bible just tell you? But you want to be you. Okay, just despise the house of God. Go ahead. Just be a heretic. Do whatever you want. But see, there's a difference between a lost sheep and a rebellious goat wagging a sheep's tail. You need to know the difference. Phyllis. you'll have to help me after this message. You'll have to love me and praise God, who, hallelujah. Kiss me and... I'm not even going to say the other stuff. But what happens is this. What happens is we get a cane mind. A cane mind is I'm going to do what I want to do, God. And everybody that doesn't agree with me, I'm going to kill some way by rumor, by lies, by false offense, by spreading secrets, by making an accusation against them, one sided because people never have to hear both sides like you said. So I'll play on their foolishness and their carnality. And we become canes, slaying innocent Abels. We need to allow God to be God. Amen? We need to allow God to be God. Let him rule our life. And I didn't get very far today. Well, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to come back. Hallelujah. Praise God. You don't think I got up at 3 o'clock to write this message and throw it away, did you? Hallelujah. I went in to cuddle with Phyllis and she said, Oh, I'm tired. Close the door and turn out the light. I said, Well, there goes that thought. Hallelujah. So I might as well study. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our hands up towards heaven. You know, these are things that Jesus spoke to the church. I didn't make these things up. He wrote them. He spoke them. He believes in them. He knows believers, and he knows the kingdom, and he knows the devil. There's nothing hid from his eyes with whom we're in covenant with. He's watching for us. He's warning us. He loves us. He's calling us children, bind yourself together closer. Children, purge yourself of these things. Children, let the word of the Lord rule in your hearts and minds. Hallelujah. Oh, the depth, the width, the length, and the height of his love. Hallelujah. He's not depriving us. He's rescuing us. He's rescuing us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood Of Jesus It washes white as snow Hallelujah The blood of Jesus Even if you were in Jezebel's condition And doing what she was doing Jesus called out and said Jezebel, repent Come back to what you know is right Stop being a people seducer. Come back to that which you held dear when you first found me. Jesus gave her a place of repentance. What grace, mercy, and unboundless love. Gosh. Repent, Jezebel. Repent, repent. Bible says she repented not she just would not repent today Jesus is here he's here as a savior he's here as a deliverer he's here as a healer and if you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal savior if you're here today and you're a backslider It is time for you to come home. If you're here today and you're offended about nothing, about nothing, you're just offended. Today is your day of change right now. So let's everybody stand to your feet. And if you're here today and you're a sinner, you've never known Jesus Christ as your personal savior, I'm going to ask you in just a moment to come down here I want to pray with you if you're here today and you're a backslider We don't care how you got where you're at. We do want you to come home God's calling prodigal's home and Then for those of you that are offended at nothing But people will know who cares This is between you and God not between you and a thousand other people, but I'm here to pray with you So if you are in one of those three classes I want you to quickly get out of your seat wherever you are. If you're a sinner, please come. If you're a backslider, come. If you are offended about nothing, come. Come, quickly come, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Here comes one, somebody else. Here comes another. Here comes another. Here comes another. Come on, wherever you are today. here comes another somebody else it takes courage to stand up and do what God wants to do, anybody can believe something it takes courage to stand up come to another one, anybody else anybody else come to another one, somebody else somebody else change in your life. I want God to touch you. Pray this prayer with me, Heavenly Father. I believe that Jesus Christ is your Son. And I believe, God, that He hung on the cross for my sins. I believe, God, that after three days You raised Him from the dead. And I believe He is now alive He is both Christ and Lord. Now Jesus come into my heart. I receive you now and I confess you as Lord of my life. I denounce all hidden works of darkness and Satan will not have a hold on me. I break his power in the name of Jesus Christ. Now God I'm now born again I am forgiven. I'm a new creature. I'm a child of God. Now, God, I pray for those that may have been offended. I pray, God, that this message would help them. And that, God, you would just touch them and heal them and restore them, God. God, lift them up and let them know, God, that you love them. And that, God, you are for them and that you are on their side. Now, God, let this congregation embrace these people. Let them be friends and members of this house of faith. God, bring them to our minds that we may pray for them. And God, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. God bless you, my dear. God bless you, guys. Congratulations, young man. Congratulations, guys. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Hallelujah. Randy is in a Dominican Republic. Seen him preaching last night. The place is jam-packed and uh, thousands are there and he's over there preaching and, and uh, so praise God. I told him he's doing a good job. Tell them I'm never coming back hallelujah so now I got them off hallelujah I only got about it. I don't know maybe another 150 countries and I want not have to go nowhere somebody said oh we'll be so glad no we're so glad that we get to go to the world amen we want to take the gospel to the world amen hallelujah now father in the name of Jesus I'm supposed to pray for somebody today. Ed, are they here? Uh, Dennis? Yeah, I am. Yep, I'm supposed to pray for her today. Hi, Darcy, and I hear that you have migraine headaches. All right, do you have one right now? And panic attacks, all right. We're well, gonna pray for you, darling. When I lay hands on you, you're never gonna have another migraine headache. And I hear you just you've been like almost lost your job and all that kind of stuff. Well, God's gonna restore those things to you, and then you're not gonna get any more panic attacks, okay? You get them when you have kids, so yeah, hallelujah, or a new carpet and a puppy those are times you panic but we're going to pray for you and god's going to break this over you now in the name of jesus christ of nazareth you tormenting spirit i command the root of these migraine headaches i command them to come out of her right now and i curse this but i loose the working of miracles god to restore everything bring it into alignment in jesus name and i curse these panic attacks i break their power in jesus name loose god give her a peace that passes all understanding in jesus name amen and amen now that's it it's gonna be okay you go home and you just watch you're not gonna have anymore they're gonna be gone okay you just remember give god the praise. all righty okay praise god hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Alrighty, well, Wednesday night, and now about the first of next month, hopefully, I'm going to be teaching on Revelations 4 on through Revelations 22. I'm gonna have a big curtain up here that's gonna have all the timelines on it, and uh, we're gonna preach like old Baptist, hallelujah. And old church of God, hallelujah. So I wanna encourage you to invite your friends, that's gonna happen about the first week of March or so, and that's on Wednesday nights only. So I do encourage you to bring somebody. But let me pray for you right now. God, you said, whoever I bless would be blessed. Now God, I loose blessing upon every family that is in here. I loose blessing, God, upon every individual, on every single person. Upon every business, upon every home, I loose blessing, God, which means increase, enlargement. God, I loose blessing upon them in the name of Jesus. Keep them, God, from evil. God, guide them and lead them by your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen.